Welcome to Tea and Tehillim, everyone. As always, I invite you to have a Tehillim and your favorite midnight snack handy. It is my greatest pleasure to share with you tonight, Parak Kof Mem Vav. Let's begin. Parak Kof Mem Vav. So this Parak is the first of the five Hallelujahs that we say every day during Shachrit. There were two things that drew me to this Parak um, that really made me want to teach it tonight. The first thing is that I find that I'm being drawn to Prakim that praise Hashem. And I was thinking about why. And I realized that there's a very satisfying, fulfilling, peaceful feeling that comes with thanking Hashem for everything that he gives us. We, a few Prakim ago in Paraklam and Gimel, we looked at the word Layasharim Nava Tehila, that for the people who are straight, for the people who know that everything in their life comes from Hashem, Layasharim, Nava tehila. Nava comes from the word taiva. They have a taiva, like, like not just that they want to praise Hashem. They have a deep craving that comes from the innermost parts of themselves. And this is really um, how I think a lot of us relate to these type of uh, prakin of halal. Um, I think like it's almost like if a person saves your life, wouldn't you, you wouldn't, like, you wouldn't be able to relax until you heap this person with praise and gratitude. So, you know, and, and praising and, gra- and giving gratitude to this person who saved your life would fill you up. It would fill up a deep need inside of you that you just had to do. So this is how I view um, different parts of davening in which we praise Hashem. I, I feel drawn to it, and I'm sure a lot of you do too. Also, another reason I chose this parak is that while the pshat of this parak is about praising Hashem for taking care of us in so many different ways, upon looking at the deeper meanings of the psukim in this parak, we find a message of encouragement and support in pursuing an accomplished, fulfilling life for ourselves, personally, professionally, and in any way that enables us to serve Hashem to the fullest. So I feel like it's important that now that Pesach is behind us, and many of us have lots of downtime, or some of us, many of us don't have any down, any downtime, but we're desperately looking to carve out some time for some self-care, to look inward, um, or, you know, some of us are experiencing career changes, major life shifts and changes in all different ways. So it's a great time to think about where we're going in our lives. So that's why I really think this parak is very well suited for the first parak after Pesach, um, and after we finish going through the psukim inside, I'm going to offer you some practical ideas on how to get on this path towards higher levels of personal growth and fulfillment. Just a little taste of some, some ideas that we could start with. Okay, Pasuk Aleph, Parakof Memvav, Pasuk Aleph, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hashem. Praise God, my soul praises Hashem. So the Ibn Ezra points out that um, the, the psalmist here um, is telling us to praise Hashem to, he's telling all of us like an instruction, hallelujah, praise Hashem. And then he focuses on himself, hallelujah, Hashem. I praise Hashem. My soul praises Hashem. And just I, I, I saw a cute little message here for us that when we want somebody to do something, we have to do it first, right? He's saying, praise God. I praise God also, right? So if you want your children or anyone that you want to have an impact on um, in life, you should first make yourself the example of it. Pasuk Beis, Hashem I will praise Hashem while I live. I will sing to Him while I exist. 
So the Mabin looks at the word bi'od. Actually, sorry, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Um, the Mabin says on this pasuk, very nice, um, he says that Hashem gives everyone two gifts. Okay? He gives, number one, Ahalullah Hashem b'chayai. He gives us the gift of life, which he gives all of us the same, and he gives it out of his mercy. Um, so we see the word Hashem, which is a lashon of Rachamim here. And the second thing that Hashem gives us is Azamra lelokai ba'odi. What does this mean? He translates Odi as, um, I will sing to Hashem with my extra, Od, like Od is more, with what I have that is extra. So he's saying that the second thing Hashem gives us is extra unique talent with which he expects us to carry out our unique mission in life. And the word Elokai is here because Elokai is referring to the strict judgment of Hashem. And Hashem is not really giving us a choice. He demands that we each live up to our ordained potential. So you could think of Klal Yisrael as a beautiful symphony playing together in unison. Do you know which instrument you're good at? Have you been practicing your instrument? Are you playing it? How are you playing it? Is there a way for you to play it better or differently? Your unique contribution to the world your unique contribution to the world is waiting to be maximized. Whether this means filling yourself up to be a better wife, mother, grandparent, and just doing that role in a better way, in a more fulfilled, productive way, um, w- that includes using your special talents and abilities more, or advancing your career on a professional level in some way. Either way, we need to become mindful of our strengths, and we need to use them to become our best selves. And um, this is really the lens that we're going to be looking at this parak through tonight. I just want to note that, interestingly, normally we're told that we're instructed to make a chesh ben anafesh of where we're falling short in life, what we're not doing good enough, where we went wrong. And to me, this pasuk is saying, and to the Malbim also, I guess, um, is saying that, you know, it's just as important to know what you're good at. It's just as important to know what your milos are. The Rabbi the Yonah says in Shari HaVoda, he says, Sheyeda ha'ish ha'oved erech atmo. The Oved Hashem has to know his personal worth. He has to know his value. The Yakir Ma'alaso, he has to recognize his positive attributes. The Yishtada, the Tamid, and he has to try and he has to strengthen himself always. He has to use all of his attributes, his positive parts of himself in the best possible way to serve Hashem in the best way and to give himself the most fulfilled life where he's contributing the most he possibly can to the world. Okay, Pasuk Gimel. And we're going to look at the and, and you'll see that as we go through the Pesukim, we're going to look at this parak through that lens, through this concept of Azama Lalo Kaiba Odi that we're using our extra unique talents and unique kochos that each of us have so different from each other in order to sing to Hashem and to fulfill a tafket. Pasuk Gimel. Do not rely on nobles nor on a human being who holds no salvation. Okay, so here we're being warned against thinking that there are people who are more powerful than others in this world. Yeah, this person, he has money, he has connections, he has, you know, political connections or this or that, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's just meaningless. It's all one big puppet show. We live in a puppet show. 
No one's more powerful than you are. The only one you could rely on is Hashem. Pasuk Dalid. When his spirit departs, he returns to his earth. On that day, his plans all perish. So what is this saying? This is saying that on the day, and it really fits in beautifully with our theme here about Azam al-Kaibodi, it's saying that on the day of a person's death, all of his plans are lost. Whatever thoughts and ideas were percolating in his mind are gone. Nothing is now able to be brought menakoach al He can't take any of its potential and use it anymore. Tetzei rucho, Yashavad Maso, when, he, when, he, when his spirit departs and he goes down to the earth, by Yomahu, on that day, it's over. And this really underscores the importance of Azama Lelokai Ba'odi during Chayai, during my life. I have to use the years of my life to use those extra kokos and abilities and talents to, for the right reason. Pasukei. Praiseworthy is the one whose help is Jacob's God, whose hope is in Hashem, his God. So basically, as opposed to what we just said, um, we're saying on, on, on the flip side, lucky are the people who put their hope in Hashem as opposed to anyone with that perceived power that they think have power. Pasuk Vav, he makes the heaven and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them because, so the, why are people who put their hope in Hashem lucky? Because Hashem is the one who created the entire universe, so only he can truly protect us from its forces. A human being can only help somebody who's right next to them, but Hashem, who created all of this, has all of the power to, to help us. Hashomer emes Olam, who safeguards truth forever. So Hashem, we're, we're kind of like... Um, we're kind of looking at the difference here between Hashem and Abbas Avadam. Like a person, like a picture as a mashallah contractor who builds a house. Um, he has a bunch of projects going on. He's looking to rush your project and finish it up so he can go do another job. Um, and this is, not, this is not what Hashem does. Hashem finishes creating us, but he doesn't say, okay, bye, you have to go create someone else now. He stands by guarding us forever and ever. Pasuk Zayin. He does justice for the exploited. He gives bread to the hungry. So I want to look at the words, He does justice for the exploited. This actually answered a deep-rooted question that I've had for a while um, in my subconscious mind. It was just sitting there. And my question was, um, you know, we know that Hashem protects the Yassam Ba'amana, and we'll see that in this part also. Um, Hashem protects those people that, you know, Nebuch, Hashem made, you know, created a, a tragedy in their life and they have a big loss in their life. But my question is, what about the people that have, like, man-made problems? Like, you know, you could take a child who's not a Yasom. He, the kid has their parents, but they could be being mistreated. They could be abused in their own home, um, which is, could be in many ways worse than being a Yasom. So in situations like that and other situations that are similar, I wonder, like, what about those people, right? We're so busy talking about the Yasom Amana. And I, got, I kind of got my answer here because Osa Mishpah Vashukim means Hashem does justice for someone who's exploited by another person. So this is where um, we see that Hashem protects the underdog who is exploited, who is exploited by man. Okay, so just as an introduction to the next few psukim, 
Um, the next few psukim you're going to recognize from Shachras every day, Hashem Matir Asurim, Hashem Pukeachivrim, Hashem Zokhev Kifupim. And the Gemara says that these words that we say in Tehillim and that we say in Shachras were originally said by Yosef HaTzadik. When the wife of Potiphar was trying to seduce him, every day she was hacking him a Shinek every day. And she said, if you don't give in, at one point she finally said, if you don't give in, I'm going to put you, actually was desperate, I'm going to put you in prison. And Yosef HaTadik says, I don't care, Hashem is Matir Asurim. You can put me in prison all you want. Hashem is going to release the, the prisoners. And she said, okay, so I'm going to bend you over with suffering. And Yosef said, I don't care, Hashem is Zokif Kifufim, it doesn't matter. Hashem lifts up the people who are bent over. And she said, okay, so I'm going to blind your eyes. And, Yo- and Yosef said, Hashem is pokeach ivrim. You can't get me. You're stuck, lady. Give it up, you know. And here, Yosef is hereby removing any possible excuse that we might have to not being our best self. Think about it for a minute. Like, he's kind of giving all of us this message with Dori Doros. Like, you have no excuse. Hashem is Matir Asurim. Like, you're worried that there's a million things blocking you, that you can't achieve your goals. You know, I know I have things that I'm good at, but I don't have the confidence. I'm too old. I don't have the ability. I don't have a clear vision of where I'm going. Da 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 da, et cetera, et cetera. There's a million different things that are stuck in our path blocking us from Azam Alalokaiba Odi. And Yosef is showing us here that nothing got in his way and nothing should get in our way. So the same thing that Yosef said in order to bypass the obstacles and be his best self is what we are saying as well in these following sukkim. is the message that we are giving ourselves. Hashem, look at the next words, Hashem Matir Asurim, Hashem frees the imprisoned. So if you're worried, you know, some people will say, what, you expect me to use my, 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 my talents with music? Are you crazy? I, I'm just trying to survive. I'm barely uh, making a living or I'm barely whatever. And so here we say, we're answering you up, Hashem Matir Asurim. Set your intention to go in the right direction, and Hashem will free you from those chains, from those things that are holding you down. Hashem Hashem gives sight to the blind. You don't know how you're going to get there. You don't have that clear vision. I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm good at. How would I even do it? Guess what? Hashem is going to open up your eyes. He's going to bring you opportunities and show you the right way to go. Hashem straightens the bent. You're lacking confidence. You're feeling low about yourself. You want to just hide. You don't want to put yourself in the spotlight and share your beautiful light with the world. Guess what? Hashem is going to pick you up. If you want to go there, if you want and desire to go in that direction, to be your best self, to share your light, then Hashem is going to help give you that confidence that you need. And he's going to straighten you up. Hashem Hashem loves the righteous. When somebody loves something, they get it done, no matter what it is. If it's hard, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do it. I love it. I'm going to do it. So, too, Hashem loves these tzaddikim who are seeking to fulfill their highest potential, a.k.a. all of us who are on the phone right now. And Hashem loves us, and therefore he's in support of us, and he's in support of where we want to go to, and he's going to help us no matter what. Pasuk test. Hashem shomer esgerim yasom va'amana yo'odeh. This is what we mentioned before. Hashem protects strangers. He encourages widows and orphans. Hashem gives extra koach to those in vulnerable positions who are feeling alone. Mitzvah 
Sion says about the word yeodeid, encouraged, he says, he says it's defined as inyan romamus v'chizuk. It's like something that's exalted and given strength, and, and, when, and when you give strength to something. So the word romamus denotes like rum means high. It denotes an elevated state. It seems to be referring to something that's above and beyond in some way. So in what way is Hashem making the Yasom and the Amana above and beyond? In, in what way is he lifting them in a situation of like Romamus and Chizuk? And my personal explanation about this, um, I thought about it, and I, it, yeah, it makes sense to me. When I saw this, I said, yeah, you know, this makes a lot of sense. Hashem does give an extra koach and extra ability to those who come from difficult situations. So the, what is their koach? What is their ability? They are the ones who can have, who have the potential to have the biggest impact on others because they know what it's like to struggle. They know what it's like to overcome. They know what it's like to survive, to thrive. So if you've been through a lot, you have an achrayas. Look at all the major organizations out there. All those people, they all have a story. They all have a story. The derech rishayim yaves, but the way of the wicked he thwarts. Pasuk, pasuk yud. Okay, yimul Hashem liolam elokayech tion v'dar v'dar haluka. Hashem shall reign forever from generation to generation. Praise God. Just want to note that we see the word, the lashon of halal, a lot here. We could also the word halal, which means praise. There's also another word we could use, which is shevach. Shevach also means praise. But here in this park, you see halaluka, a halala, halalinafshi. There's a lot of halal here. So what's the difference between shevach and halal? So shevach is when Hashem does something good, right? And, and, and we actually see it as good. We, it's very clear that it's good. We, we, we experience it that way. And halal is when Hashem does something good for us, but we're not sure. Like it's, not so, it's not necessarily so clear for us. So the message here is really beautiful. The matir asurim, zokes kifufim, pokech ivim, all those beautiful ways of Hashem helping us in our life, guess what? Sometimes they come through difficult vehicles. They're not always going to come in the rosiest way. It's not always going to look like Hashem is being matir asurim, zokes kifufim, and pokech ivim. Sometimes you might actually lose something. A person might have a major loss, a loss of a job, a loss of a person, a loss of a, a relationship. They may, a person can have a huge loss and it looks terrible, but really that's Hashem untying them to make way for something better. So we end off here. This parak Hashem, we know that whatever you do is here to bring out the hidden potential in us. So let's all end off with the word, with the word hallelujah. Okay, so there's a beautiful message here. That's the end of the parak. Um, there's a beautiful message of encouragement and support to actualize our highest potential instead of just living stamp and getting through each day to live with meaning, to live with a purpose. So how can we do this? How can we do this? So here I have a few ideas to help us get started maximizing our potential. Whether you're happy to continue being a stay-at-home mom and you just want to get to a higher level in your interpersonal skills in your home, or you want to somehow use your extraordinary abilities uh, to benefit your husband, your children, the people around you, um, or, if you're, or, or you might be feeling bored and unfulfilled being at home all day, and you just don't know what to do about it, so you're kind of stuck in a rut. 
So I'd like to offer some ideas to get our creative juices flowing. Um, and some of you might be thinking, well, I'm home just trying to survive having all the kids home now, and how on earth am I even supposed to be contemplating this? But the truth of the matter is that if you take time for yourself every day to work on your inner world, I call it a spiritual gym, not just to go to a physical gym, but to go to your spiritual gym, and to look inward and to ask yourself where you're going and to, to make yourself a derech in your life, you'll probably end up being a much better mother when you go back to your children. So it's important to carve out time for ourselves and do what we love to do even when things are pretty chaotic, okay, especially in those times. So here are my three ideas. I have many more. This is just a sampling in the future classes. I'm happy. I would love to share more with you. Um, just a small sampling of things that you might want to, you know, pick and choose what you want to try in your own life. So the first one I think is essential for anybody who wants to bring this class to, you know, to a practical level. This is very, this is a kind of like a prerequisite here. The first thing you have to do is to set your intention to use your co-host in a way that will bring out your greatest potential. What do I mean? I mean so many times like, you know, you know what I mean by set your intention. When you have something on that to-do list that needs to get done, it's sitting in your mind waiting there, it's on your list, it's in your head, it's in your tefillos. That's what I mean by set your intention. Make up your mind to make this a goal. One way to set an intention is to specifically daven for it, um, also writing it down, saying it out loud, put it out there in the world that this is something that you now would like to devote your effort to. This is something that you would like to think about um, and just, kind of like put it out there in, in a tangible way. So that's number one. Make it a goal. Number two, explore what gives you energy and puts you in a state of flow. When I say flow, I mean in a state where you feel inspired. Like think about a time that you did something that you loved and you just kind of like you felt like you were given so much guidance and inspiration that was coming easy to you. That's what I mean by a state of flow. So you want to explore your past um, and your present and even, you know, as we go into the future to just be mindful of what are the things that give me energy, that energize me, that put me in a state of flow. And start by thinking about the past. Write down as many things you could think of and get as specific as, specific as possible. Um, and you want to keep a list in your phone where you're going to put it, you're just going to have a running list. It could be called flow list or the things I love to do or whatever you want to call it. And just have a list of those things that give you energy. Okay? It's a very good thing to have on hand when you need it, when you're in a low place. You, you go to that list and you, you draw upon the things that give you chiyas. So, for example, do you like to write? Do you like to draw? Are you into teaching? Do you come alive when you're playing an instrument, when you're doing a chesed in a specific type of way? Um, was there a time that you did any of these things and you felt energized by them? Focus on where in your life you felt that way. And for now, I want you to commit to doing one of these things every day. Look at your list and try to pick something every day that you don't normally do, something, something different. And because the more you do these things, the happier that you'll be and the more you'll accomplish in your life. It will really, the, you want it, the goal is to spend most of your life doing things that 
put you in that state of flow and give you energy. Um, the people who are feeling swept down are spending too much of their time doing things that are zapping their energy. Okay? So I want you to pick something from your list, spend some time, brainstorm your list, and pick some things that you could start doing this week already. Okay, number three. The last thing I wanted to say, um, keep, now that you have these flow ideas in your mind, these things that give you energy, ask yourself the following question. Where do you see yourself in five years from now? Okay? Without worrying about money, put thoughts about making money aside. Don't think about people laughing at you or judging you. Put those ideas aside. The number one enemy of creativity is judgment. So put all judgments aside. Put all of your, but I can't do it because, but I can't do it because aside. And just ask yourself, where would I love to be in five years from now? Look at your flow list and ask, where would I love to be based on all of these things that I love to do? Do you want to own your own business? Do you want to have a better relationship with your grandchildren? Do you, if for myself, you know, maybe if I wouldn't worry about being laughed at, maybe I would write my own biography, um, my autobiography about my life. Uh, if I wasn't so self-conscious about what people had to say or think, uh, maybe I'd be a yoga teacher. Maybe not. Um, but, you know, there are people that would love to quit their job and, and volunteer and do specific things that, you know, if they weren't worried about money, that they could accomplish those things. So think about it. Where do you want to be in five years without worrying about anything? Okay, take away all the blockages. You're going to draw yourself a little napkin sketch. Draw a little sketch of that illustration of you doing that thing that you would love to be doing. Describe your role in it. What am I doing in this picture? Describe as many details that you, as you would like of what you would like, exactly what you would like yourself to be doing. Do you want to be a therapist? How many clients do you want to have? How, many, how much money do you want to make? Put in as many details as you can. And you can do this. On one, one, you can make one sketch, you can make more, the more the merrier. And what this does basically is it opens your mind and it makes room for great ideas to seep in because we're so closed off. Once you start imagining crazy, weird things that might never even happen, you're already in a more creative space to come up with better ideas for yourself. Just to review, um, okay, so once you have... Set your intention, number one. Explored what you love to do and what puts you in your energetic flow, number two. And open up your brain to all kinds of wacky possibilities, number three. Hashem will send you the inspiration that you need, and you will come across ideas. You'll see ideas and inspiration will come your way of, of ideas of action steps to take, of roads to follow, of things to do, of people to call, of books to read. You ever went to sleep at night and you had an idea in your mind that you were confused about and you woke up in the morning with like crystal clear idea of what you had to do? So this is the, the idea here. Trust that as you set out on this journey, you will be guided down the right path. Thank you and have a good night.